The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. What's up, boys? Notebook wagering crew here. This is Q, the uh, the hiatus co-host. Been a little busy. Had some big life moments happen. A uh, little quick thing. Got a little girl in the way. We just found out, so that's big news. Glad to, to kind of come back on the air and and step away from the producing aspect and and talk to the fellas again. I got Jason, I got Maddie Nails and Smitty. What is going on, boys? It's good to be back. Good to see your faces. It's been a while. Yeah, Smitty I thought we were to call you a special guest. It's been so long. I thought we were going to be interviewing you for the first 20 minutes tonight as opposed to uh, having a little roundtable as usual. <laughs> Nothing just doing really well in the hockey. Won a little Twitter contest. Get our name out there. Beat some actually pretty good hockey touts. Hockey so, uh, so pretty happy with that. And, um, you know, basically just picking winners every night, trying to grind through that and then trying to get caught up on college basketball. I think some of you guys are a little ahead of me when it comes to that. Smitty, what's going on? Yeah, big game tonight. Iowa money line. Let's keep the best bets going. The other bets have been tough the last two nights. Uh, two and four last night gave out some plays, some really tight losses. I'm in some tight games tonight. I only played four games, but the best uh, best bet streak is up to, I think, six. Is it six? I'm going to have to look back what I posted. I think it was six. So let's go seven tonight. We went with the Iowa Hawkeyes at home against the Indiana Hoosiers. So going to fire those out. And when you hit those, you know, I, that's my biggest bet of the night. So it kind of evens out or just a little bit of a loser if I have a bad night. So we're going to fire away. Tail me on those and let's make some money. Maddie, what's up, buddy? Oh, juggling life, juggling work, juggling this podcast, missing out, not hanging out with you guys. I'll be virtually. Uh, we're wrapping up the bowl season. We got the big game coming up Monday night. I did that bowl poll confidence pick a little disappointed i got screwed by two teams basically which is going to cost me some loot i'm probably going to end up fifth right out of the money uh, thank you to ole miss and i believe ucla i can send you a couple invoices you jag offs um everybody listen no man listen to kaminsky's hockey picks please check out his work check out smitty's best bets he's got going for college hoops those two are killing it do not check out my picks right now. They are as cold as my fun meter is right now. So without further ado, Q, lead us into some NFL action, buddy. We're going to bounce back. I'm going to maybe try to find a mortgage play. My my hometown Dolphins, I mean, that was disgusting. I put my house mortgage. The wife and I had to move into the basement for the in-laws. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Bet responsibly. Uh, but I, I thought it was a lock. It wasn't. Uh, it was a brutal loss for me. Uh, so that was disgusting. Uh, so, Jason, we're going to try to bounce back. I might have one if I can find it this week. Might be a little more playoff edgy, but um, I don't have my computer. So Jason's kind of going to crutch me along as the coach here. Uh, Absolutely. So let's let's start it off. 
Let's go to the team that shocked everybody last week, the Vegas Raiders, kicking off at 4.30 on a Saturday at home against Kansas City. Now, this line's all over the place right now, which tells you that people are interested. The line I have for BetMGM is Raiders plus 9.5. I'm taking that 9.5. Chiefs, notoriously bad big cover team last week out in Denver. Uh, That game was up for grabs. They almost got a money line winner there with the Broncos, who seemed to kind of catch their stride. Vegas found some of Jared Stidham. You must know the system better. It just all looked a lot better than it did the week before. So I'm going to take the nine and a half against the Kansas City team. Still playing for the number one seed, but I'm sure also who knows what's going to go on Friday when the owners meet to kind of reformat the playoffs. I'm going to take, think they're going to rest guys because I think they know they're probably going to play every week of the playoffs. Smitty, what do you have here? Yeah, this is a team that, you know, I've said they're winning a lot of games. The record's great. But here's the thing, especially if you're a teaser player, Tease the Raiders up in this. Kansas City wins games, but they just don't crush people. They put some points on, but the Raiders against the best defense, like you said, Stidham had 365 yards, three touchdowns. Guy had a really good game against a really good defense. I would tease up the Raiders for sure in this game, and I'd play that, man. I think Kansas City maybe wins, but I I love the Raiders in the spot. What do you have, Matt? Many smart play to tease it up. I, I'm with Jason. I don't think you need to. I think that nine and a half is more than good. Uh, I do like one player prop here, though. Uh, go with Isaiah Pacheco over receiving yards. It's 10 or 10 and a half right now. Grab it now, though. But he's on a six straight game stretch where he's hit that mark. No reason he's not. If, if, the, if KC has kind of transitioned McKinnon into more of a lead dog role, it's probably a 50-50 split, but they trust McKinnon more just because Pacheco's a rookie. But if they're up big, uh, he's going to get most of the work coming second half. I really like that play. Q, send us home with this one. Yeah, I really like the plus nine and a half. I think we're both there. I'm, I might put a little more on it if I was to buy that half point and get it up to 10 uh, to kind of take that out of play. But I, I think the nine and a half covers. I think Smitty said it best. Kansas City wins. They just don't blow teams out. That's kind of always been Andy Reid's mantra, even when he was in Philly. Uh, They always let teams kind of stay in the game. They were electric games uh, because of that, uh, but they could never really put anybody away by halftime or early in the third quarter. Um, Pichetto, I kind of like him. He he wears number 10, kind of like Tyree Kill. Uh, He's Tyree kind of out of a running back slot type deal. Uh, You know, he can kind of play that slot receiver. Uh, You know, he can run a wheel route, things like that. Um, He's a player to watch. Not only from for just that over receptions, he's a good fantasy guy. If you're into that for next year, I think he's kind of breaking out. Um, but I also think the nine and a half as well because I think the Raiders are kind of seeing something in Stidham. You know, Stidham. Maybe this is kind of what we're seeing. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for you know four or five seasons. Stidham sat behind Brady in New England. Then he goes to uh, Vegas. He sits behind Carr, who's you know, in my opinion, an above average quarterback. He's certainly a starter in the league. Um, and now he's getting his time to shine. And maybe he just, you know, had to progress a little later. He was a late bloomer, as we call him. And and this is kind of his moment now. And he's going to take this team, um, you know, to, to victory per se. And, and maybe this team realizes he's got Darren Waller, great player. He's got a great young uh, slot receiver. I'm drawing a blank. He played at Clemson. And, uh, you know, these guys might say, wait a minute, we might have just found our quarterback. Let's play. Let's beat the Chiefs for him and, and, and get some momentum heading into next year. Uh, for a team that can't make the playoffs, I like the uh, the plus nine and a half, but I would I would venture, unlike you guys, to maybe buy that extra half points for insurance reasons. Totally understandable. So we're kind of in a consensus on that one. A little scary. 
Uh, actually, let's move on. 8-15 Saturday night. I'll be sitting cozy on my couch as winter will return to Pittsburgh on Saturday. Um, we'll go to Duval, where the Jags are now six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, I think, was starting Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Their season's kind of in the, the balance. Now, they rested everybody last week. The Jags actually rested everybody for kind of a half game because they just completely steamrolled the Texans. The game I was completely wrong on last week. Uh, really tough here. Matt Vrabel or Mike Vrabel, six and a half points. I think this is going to be a dogfight kind of game. You know, it's a young team in Jacksonville. They kind of need to learn how to win. So I think I'm going to take the points to the Titans. I'm going to trust Josh Dobbs, even though I never did when he was a Steeler. Not sure if that's the right move or not. But, Matty, what do you got for this one? Hey, Mike Vrabel said he cut off his dong to win a Super Bowl, I believe. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> Not with this team. <laughs> he uh, he better just focus on this game. I know people think Malik Willis was hurt last week. I don't think he was. I think they literally just sat him to prep him and get him ready for this game. I don't think it matters, though. I think uh, Lawrence is playing so well. I think the Jags cover this number. I, I think they win by a touchdown or more especially at home where they've been playing really well. I'm going to probably lay the points with the Jags here. Smitty? Yeah, you know, it moved five and a half up to six and a half here. <clears throat> but I'm with Jason here. I really like Tennessee in here. I think Dobbs played okay against Dallas last Thursday night. You get Henry back, really pound the ball. You know, they're four and one last five ATS against Jacksonville. Vrabel is just a great coach when uh, he's in that dog spot. Make it ugly, make it sloppy. Again, I agree with you. Jacksonville's really on right now. Lawrence looks good. Uh, Kirk, you got Ingram. Um, oh, my goodness. I lost the one. Uh, Zay Jones uh, was playing really good for them, too. But I think this game's going to be just make it sloppy, slow it down. Hopefully the defense for them. I think Dobbs will make enough. He can run the ball. Not a bad passer. Such a better option than the rookie. The kid's not ready. Not this year. Maybe never. I don't know. But he's not the option. I love it. Teaser spot here. I love taking Tennessee up in a teaser spot on this. Hugh, what do you have in this one? Yeah, I, I think this is a perfect teaser game. I think you tease uh, Tennessee up, or I think you tease the Jags down. I think the Jags want a close game based on momentum. One thing that scares me is how healthy is Derrick Henry. You know, they're obviously fighting for one of those wild card spots. They're bringing them back. He didn't play last week in what I thought was a big game. Um <laughs> I, excuse me, I, I just don't know the health of Derrick Henry and as hot as, as the Jags are playing. You know, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Um, Vrabel's name's kind of been thrown out there, you know, on ESPN, which obviously everybody pays attention to is, you know, maybe he's not the answer there. Uh, in conjunction with Tannehill, it seems kind of like Tannehill might be on the outs potentially. You know, uh, unfortunately, Willis isn't panning out, so they're in a predicament there. But there's a lot of questions in Nashville um, that I just – think are going to become even bigger questions after this game. I think the Jags have the momentum and they're going to take it. Hey, before you, before you roll on a couple things real quick that I've totally whipped on Uh question for you guys, who has more passing touchdowns this year, Malik Willis or Derek Henry? Oh, you gotta go Derek Henry. <laughs> Derek Henry has one Malik Willis has zero. And another thing to look for, Smith loves player props. I love player props. The two receivers for the Jags, Kirk and Zay Jones, have huge bonuses to kick in if they both go over a certain number of yards this game to get them over a, a mark. I believe both get another 500K. I actually think Peterson is the kind of coach who might try this 
and get these guys those yards. So check it out. Look at those player props for Kirk and Zay Jones and see if you can find online what exactly their bonuses are. They're out there. It's floating around. So Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I think hey, Malik Wilson. Let me just make a quick point here with that. Matt made a great point there really fast. Last week I played Mike Evans. I think he needed like 60 yards for um, 1,000 yards, and it was a consecutive like streak of that. So I was like, hey, play it. Well, all he did was go for 200. Yeah. Yeah, I got sometimes a fancy championship out of that. I loved it. Sometimes you're the smartest man in the room. Jason, take <laughs> hey. I was saying Malik Willis is going to be a fantastic D.C. defender in the XFL in two years, so I don't know what you guys are picking on him. Like, <laughs> you know, geez. Catch that, but D.C., man, they were selling out Audi Field. That's actually a pretty good team in this area. No, hey, we love the XFL. We'll be picking those games on this, oh, yeah. on this podcast. No doubt about it. There's nobody better at picking spring football than the man called the teaser king. All right, so let's, let's move on to real football for a while. Go to a game near and dear to our hearts. The Pittsburgh Steelers at home, minus three against the Cleveland Brownies. I'll tell you right now, this is not going to be easy. I'm going to tease up the Browns. I actually might do it with the game we just talked about. Take them up to about nine. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think the Browns kind of showed some life last week, and you saw Sean Watson actually figure out and do something positive. I think this game, like I said, I think the Steelers are going to have to earn it. I don't even know if it will get them a playoff spot, but I think this is going to be – the Cleveland's going to take some uh, pride in actually defending this. We had the stat last week. Teams with nothing to play for versus teams with something to play for hit 63% of the time. This game fits that mold. Maddie, what do you think? Oh, man. Uh I dogged the Steelers all year, and then I've come back around and bragged them up recently. And I do like what they're, they're doing. I really do like how Pickett has progressed. But there is no team right now that would rather ruin their year than the Cleveland Browns to give Tomlin his first losing season, all the hubbub going into the offseason, get Watson right. I, I think your, your play is smart. I'm not going to touch this. Uh, this is a total stay away. This is going to be an ugly game. I'd probably look at the under especially if the weather turns to cold. But, yeah, I think it's smart teasing the Browns up. Q, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I think we're in line on this um, because Steelers still have some life. I I think Deshaun, we're starting to see him kind of get back in a rhythm. He did look really well against a somewhat decent defensive um, team and, you know, into the commanders. Um, He was able to kind of handle that line. He made some quick decisions with his feet. I watched him in that Saints game. When they played, it was deathly cold out. He was a little skittish to run, and I felt like he was becoming a little more comfortable in D.C. last week. So I think he's going to continue to improve, find a little chemistry with Amari Cooper. It's going to be a tough task for the Steelers. Um, Cold weather. Cleveland's – I mean, it's a tough place to play. There's no doubt about that. You get the wind going. You get the fans there uh, who want to ruin your season, um, especially knowing it's a rivalry. I think the best plan is uh, the teaser – uh, if not, I would say block by another half point to the uh, to the Browns. But I think the teaser is the safest play there. Um, what's scaring me is we're lining on every game, though. I know. <laughs> this is really scary. I don't Smitty, know. I'm Smitty, on, I'm disagree on with us. Go on. I'm on the oh, jet. You know. Money line Steelers. Money line Steelers. <laughs> I love it right now. Scores an odd minus 142. I love it. Now, here's the thing. Hasn't moved. Minus two and a half. Open. Staying at minus two and a half here. I agree with you guys. I think in a teaser spot, if you're looking at a team, I take the Browns up. I threw it out last week when myself and Jason did the show on Saturday. Divisional uh, dogs are really good, especially, uh, you know, Cleveland. I think I, I watched that game against D.C. I thought they played well in that. Watson did look 
a little rusty early. I thought he picked it up. Defense has actually played a little better for Cleveland. But the Steeler team, I really like what I'm seeing with the Steeler team. I think the offense line's playing well right now. I love the one-two punch. Uh, Harris and Warren at running back. Pickett, I think, is playing really well. Again, I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. Even if they don't make in the playoffs, and I don't know, it's all craziness right now. It's so tough to know who's making the playoffs. But this team does not want to, I think, be the first team that with Mike Tomlin has that under 500. I think they win the game. I like the money line in this game. I'd probably just play that and go from there. But a teaser spot, I think the Browns up. And the, my favorite in this game, you guys said it, jack that points up and take the under. Divisional unders have been great in this. So jack, jack it up six more points, take the under. So that's my favorite play. Yeah, that's it. don't be afraid to actually take the Browns with some rushing props because the Steelers have kind of cheated to their run defense to be good. They've been playing a lot of four four fronts, which you just never see in the, the pro level. I mean, four defensive linemen and four linebackers. That's how they shut down the Ravens last week. That's how they shut down the Panthers a couple of weeks ago. Can't do that against the Browns. The receivers are too good, especially for this Steeler cornerback group. So I do think you might see Chubb and Hunt have a decent day. So, okay, we will move down to the Dirty South. Atlanta is a four-point favorite against the NFC South champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Q, did you have any links on this one? Uh, well, I was going to tell you to actually tie in a game with the Steelers. You know that would. Oh, please. Have, um, but anyways, no, this one, uh, Tampa. You would think, man, I, if, if Brady plays more than the first half, like what are you doing? I think he's to the point where he's so old. Um, got to start preparing that body physically and mentally for the playoffs same with mike evans you know he's starting to get a little injury riddled chris godwin like this game means nothing per se you're in the playoffs you have a veteran team where i don't think necessarily playing on the road versus home is going to matter uh for a team like this they're either just going to be make a magical run or they're going to be bounced in the first round um I, I think they can handle atlanta either way um, I, I kind of would like for selfish reasons to see a backup named Kyle Trask play. Uh, but I, I also think it's a smart play for the Bucks. Uh, kind of one, see what you got, and two, rest, rest Brady. Um, hey, and it, it's a trial, man. Kyle Trask, maybe Tennessee's looking for a, a stud quarterback. You know, Kyle Trask came in due to injury for Florida and was stardom, and maybe we get a little little benching for Brady in the second half, lead him to a win. Now he's stardom. I mean, give this guy a chance. I don't, I personally, I don't have a line on it. Like, I just think it's weird if you don't bench Brady, but I also think that could change the line depending on how they play that game. So it's, it's a stay away from me. Smitty, what are you thinking on this one? Well, I think Trask may gave some money to the show this week. <laughs> he's aging, man. <laughs> Maybe sponsored this week by Kyle Trask, everybody. Uh, yeah, this, this, this is this is tough. I mean, I, Q said it. I mean, this is tough. You know, Tampa's in. I, I would probably rest people. Bowles has come out and said that they're not. Now, does, what does that mean, though? Is that like Tom Brady and the starters for one drive and then they're out? Hey, I, I said they were going to play. They played. This, this one's tough. I mean, you overlooking it. Looking at the series, you know, over the years, over has been the play in this. But my biggest question mark in the notebook was really who plays in this. This probably to me is a stay away. Uh, looking at it right now, just some of my lines. I, 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 again, there's so many of these in, in the notebook, Jason, that I love. I would jack my favorite play in this. I'll give it in a teaser because I'm the teaser king. I love teasers. I'm jacking it up and I'm taking the under. 
Maddie, what do you got? Yeah, this segment is sponsored by Ask Kyle Trask. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys covered it. They're, they're going to play everybody. It's going to be a scripted series or two. Get them in, get them out, get them some work. This is going to be Kyle Trask, Keyshawn Vaughn, Scotty Miller against the Atlanta Falcons. I would actually look over because I don't know who's going to play defense for this team. They're banged up. The Falcons have zero to lose. The only thing, maybe Arthur Blank is like, look, shut it down yourself because we want a higher draft pick, but this is an ugly game. Don't touch it. I mean, if you can find some player props you like, like, like we just, I, I think Keyshawn Vaughn's going to probably get 15, 20 carries. Kata Otten isn't going to see the field. I don't know what tight end's going to play. You know, Evans, Godwin, and probably Julio are not going to play. It'll be Gage, Scotty Miller, and Perriman. This is going to be this. This had the potential to be a hot mess express candidate with Desmond Ritter and potential Kyle Trask, but we don't know who's starting. So we had to shelve that one. That one will be later. So, Jason, fire away. That's a power five showdown, man. Cincinnati, big team, Florida, SEC. Let's get it on the field, boy. And <laughs> no. I, the one interesting note I've heard, uh, I heard uh, the Stucky and Raybon podcast on action today. Stucky mentioned that uh, most of the games like this where Brady's been in in his career, he plays at least the first half. Yeah. I'm looking at it here, and Tampa Bay is the first half. I think that's kind of interesting. So the books are kind of thinking he's going to play that much too. I would probably go that route if you're going to bet this game. I would probably take Tampa with the first half. Because I think Atlanta's in a position they don't want to win. Because they're on the seventh – I looked at the draft order. They're in the seventh spot. I don't see anybody in front of them potentially winning any games. So they're kind of locked in there. Um, and, you know, that's a good draft pick. It's not a great draft pick, but they don't want to ruin that any further. I think with a win, they could drop all the way down into like the double digits and they definitely don't want to do that. So that's, that's where I would lean with this game. If I was going to bet it, I still might, I still might take the bucks here with the first half of the plus two and a half. Is this a game where maybe you can kind of catch an edge? And I don't know what it's set at right now on the top of my head, but like a Brady under passing yards, like, Maybe do you catch them thinking he's going to play four quarters for some reason? You play the under and, and it's a slam dunk because he's pulled at halftime. I definitely think you could. It'd be interesting if they even put a prop out for him just because it's so uncertain. Yeah. But we'll have to see on uh, the weekend where that comes in there. So this one, we'll move to the next game to New Jersey. Recuse boys, the Dolphins go up. Oh, no, sorry, this is Miami. This is oh, this is this is December in Miami game. This is a whole different dynamic. Anyway, they play against the Jets. The Jets were eliminated last week. Kind of both of these teams kind of going in the wrong direction here as they finish out the season. This is your classic. This is a team with something to play for versus nothing to play for. Um, a metric we mentioned last week where the team with nothing to play for wins at a 63% clip or covers at least a 63% clip. I went early on this one on Sunday, jumped on the Jets plus three and a half. I really like that number. Good closing line value at this point, as I think they're a plus two, which means it'll probably lose. Hugh, please give us give us some input about your boys in the aqua. I'm gonna walk graciously away for the night after this game. I leave you. <laughs> I, I said it uh, when they played the Packers. I said there's no way the Dolphins lose four in a row. I said it last week with a mortgage play. I said there's no way they lose five in a row. I'm saying it one last time. There's no way they lose six in a row. I understand Teddy Bridgewater's quarterbacking. He's probably going to have another injury. I, I'm convinced he doesn't like playing anymore because every time he's a starter, he's got some nagging. <laughs> Skylar Thompson, step up. You had a good drive at the end of the game last week. Can we have any of that mojo left? Please beat the goddamn Jets. 
I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm taking the money line. I'm taking the spread. I'm probably going to hang myself after this game because they're going to let me down. Uh, but you know what? I, I think the talent, I mean, I know the 63% clip, but the Jets to me are an anomaly, especially I think they play well at home. I think Miami's so desperate not to to lose this game for McDaniel. I think they get some of the guys back. I think Taron Armstead mm-hmm. and those guys will play because they know what's on the line. And I think they can kind of eke out, you know, a victory and then just get blown out in week one of the playoffs. I think they're going to try to play hard for Tua to get him back. Uh, but but I think uh, I, I think if you teased up the Jets, I wouldn't be upset. I think that's probably the best play. Uh, but on a straight play, give give me the um, – you said the Dolphins are down to minus two. Mm-hmm. Give me the minus two. It's under the field goal. I like getting under that field goal. We do have a good kicker, Jason Sanders. He's one of the best in the league, and and I have faith in the Dolphins this time. Um, and and I think, you know, I think it goes more than just picking my team. I, I think there's real value to that. Smitty, who do you have for this one? J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. No, you know, I don't know. This this is a tough one because this is a team that I was just trying to get under Q's skin there. So I will say old man in the garage had a couple plays and I was giving him and he's like, I'm out this week. I don't like this card. And then he goes, is the Jets favorite? And I said, I think they are. And then I just text him a little bit ago. And he's like, I said, they're dogs. He goes, give me the Jets. So the old man in the garage having a couple good weeks here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and one last week went three and oh the week before. He said, give me one play. He likes the Jets this week. Um, I, I think Miami's not a bad play here, money line. I think this is an okay uh, you know, looking at my numbers, this is one that a lot of my predictions and where I'm seeing the points from some sheets from Jason's great sheet to some other things. I jack the, uh, the, the points up and take the under. I think it's an underplay. I think this game's going to be low scoring. Um, I take a chance, you know, money line. I like Miami in a real close game. I like the points up, take the under. And if you want to say play a team in a teaser, I'd probably take the Jets up. Divisional uh, dogs are doing really well, so I'd take a chance with the Jets. Matty, what do you got here? Jason, you got your ticket? I can see the smoke plume. I thought I heard a whistle. Q, you got your ticket? I'm getting it. Don't tell me to rip it. (laughs) Smitty, you got your ticket? Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. (laughs) Q, before you leave the show, call up Frank the Tank because you guys are going to have an absolute meltdown. All aboard the hot express. It's here. Come on now. Uh, Mike White over Skylar Thompson all day. I mean, Bridgewater's not going to play. He's got a dislocated uh, pinky finger on his throwing hand. No way are they going to throw him out there. I mean, if they do, he's going to be throwing ducks. And the Jets past the is fourth ranked overall. Stack the box. Make the Dolphins beat you with Mostert. Make them beat with Wilson. See if they can do it. Sorry, Q. I hate to break your heart, man. I'm taking the Jets' money line. I don't think you're in a bad spot. Yep. So that's it, boys. We, that, we, that hot mess express. We we're, we could pick eight games this week. We already – Jason and I argued earlier off camera and everything. There's one that's way too obvious, so that's going to be our angle there. I'm going with the hot mess express here. I actually won't be shocked. If Mike White stinks, we see some Zach Wilson again. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, before I leave, uh, this is, in my opinion, the most hot mess express game because of who's quarterbacking, um, the situation. Look how many teams are influenced by this game. I mean, this one can turn from a train wreck to a derailment to a smooth train for any of these teams. And it could turn you 180. I, I mean, I know Jason's hot mess express. I understand his logic. I think that one's the uh, 
dumpster fire, uh, bonfire of the week. Uh, <laughs> you know, right on the head there, uh, this game, but Maddie, you're, you're right. I mean, the jets is probably the right play. Um, I think there's value in Miami. I think there's desperation and I know it's kind of that do factor. You don't really bet it, but I, I really think there's do factor. So I'm going to ride my ticket. We'll have a nice little rivalry this weekend and, and hopefully I come out on top to watch them get blown up by 30 in the next round. <laughs> nice. All so, right, boy, see you next week. All right, see you. You. So to clarify the playoff picture in the AFC, the Patriots can win and they're in the Miami Dolphins need the Patriots to lose. As long as they win, they're in and the Steelers need the Dolphins, I believe to lose and the Patriots to lose. And then they're in. And then the Jags actually can win, get in the playoffs with a loss. If all three of those teams lose. So little, little thing there. So yeah, it'll be interesting because these teams play at the same time. So we'll obviously you're going to get the full picture and it is who will be the quarterbacks in this game is the greatest question. Maddie, what do you got? Hey, did you call Ron Rivera for that? Because obviously he didn't know how the Commodores were getting in. <laughs> no, he knew how they were going to win if they won. He just didn't realize if they lost, they were going home. So come it, on, it, man, it's a little Don't interesting. You, God, that franchise. All right, rolling on. I'll, I'll get on the teams and after that. So we're we're gonna get to that one later because that's the four twenty five window. But this one yeah. will go, and this is actually was a sneaky candidate for a hot mess express, and that is the Chicago Bears at home catching <laughs> seven and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are in the bottom third DVOA, which is insane considering their record and the fact that they've won the NFC North division already, locked it up for weeks and ahead of time. Um, it's really what do you do here? You, you know, Justin Fields is not the starting quarterback for the Bears this week. They wisely are setting them. They probably should have sat him last week, to be honest. Um, you have to go against the Bears. There's no way that you can pick um, – oh, who's the quarterback I'm thinking? I can't – oh, Nathan I can't believe I couldn't think of his name on the top of my head. He's literally worth two points of line just in the fact they announced him as a starter. It's amazing. Like, he literally has to have some kind of complex because every time they announce him as a starter, like, the Bears line immediately goes up at least two points. Like, that's how much that guy is hated. Um, can the Vikings cover a touchdown in a game that really doesn't mean a lot to them, though? I mean, it's it's really hard to take the Bears here because you know it's, it's going to be an absolute dumpster fire. The whole Bears offense is Justin Fields' legs at this point. They, they haven't really developed a passing game. The defense is terrible. Um, Minnesota, I obviously, they have no incentive to do anything. They're pretty much locked in, I think, where they're going to be. They can't really get up to two. Uh, they're going to be the three seed in the NFC. So uh, I, this is a complete pass game for me. I, I can't even see any angle because – this is basically a scrimmage. Matt, do you have anything? No, this is – I mean, I actually feel bad for Peterman I, and Fields. I mean, look at who they're throwing to. Their number one is Chase Claypool, and that dude has had like one catch in the last three weeks. Equimania St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Nikhil Harry, Dante Pettis, Vilas Jones. That is by far the worst wide receiving core in football right now. They lost Mooney. Cole Komet is actually really good at tight end. I'll give him a shout-out. They're going to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball more try to just basically keep guys healthy. Even Minnesota's DBs can cover these guys. I think if, if you're going to play anything, I think you have to play Minnesota to cover the number here. They have to get something going before the playoffs. They're a mess right now too. So you're not far off on the hot mess express. Cousins hasn't done crap lately. Jefferson got shut out last week. I think they will get it rolling for at least a half cover the number here and just, you know, coast through the second half. Smitty. Yeah, ugly game here. I'm going to keep it short here. Teaser down, Minnesota, and I would 
uh, open 44 and a half. It dropped down to 43. So I take it up to 49 and take the under. The Bears will run the ball. Now, the only thing is you got to worry. He doesn't throw to the Minnesota Vikings for pick sixes like he likes to do. So that's my only concern. But I would I'd take Minnesota down. I'd take the points up with the, the line movement here and, and take the under here. Yeah, I, I, like I said, that is a game that only a mother could love. And then this one also, I don't even think anybody could love this game. Indy at home, minus two and a half against the Houston Texans. Neither team has any incentive to win. <laughs> Houston is in the, the, the pool position here. They have the number one overall pick locked up. They're not going to do anything to blow that. I do think the Colts are dumb enough to try to win this game. And they have the best unit in the game in their defense, who's actually not played poorly, even though the record doesn't indicate that at all. I think you take the minus two and a half here and don't pay any attention to that game whatsoever. And you just kind of take it and you maybe, you know, turn it in at four o'clock and be like, oh, hey, look, the Colts got cashed. That's all I'm doing with this one. Smitty, what do you think? Yeah, I like the Colts. I like these ugly games sometimes to bet. This one of my favorite games of the weekend to bet here. I like the Colts. I think the Texans last week, you know, Jason, we talked about they've been, especially in a teaser spot, playing hard and fighting and covering everything. And we <laughs> played it, looked like a fool. So I think they're done. I think both these teams are done, but I, I like the Colts at home. I'm going to take the Colts, um, you know, take minus two and a half, take the money line. Also, you know, both these offenses have not been good. Uh, maybe you could jack it up a little bit and, maybe roll with that. But I, my favorite play in this, I like the Colts to win the game. So probably just give me the money line on the Colts. Matty. Yeah. I'll keep it short and sweet. This was the two obvious hot mess express games. Davis mills against, I, I don't know who's QB and I don't know if it's going to be Foles. Erlinger. Is it? Uh, it is Sam Erlinger. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> oof. yeah, just, you know what block this put put a piece of cardboard if you're watching the red zone over like a corner of the tv because they'll have that on there somewhere block this game out this game's trash i'm not even going to touch it let's move on and jason i'll save you we'll just power through these so we can get rolling nice. uh, let's go to another sunday game one o'clock we'll do panthers going down to the Saints, six and ten and seven and nine another candidate for the hot mess express even though sam darnold has played pretty well saints are still throwing out andy dalton who knows what james is doing uh, Saints are laying three and a half at home. I got no play on this. I actually, this is two more teams. I don't know what's going on. I actually feel bad for Steve Wilkes with the rumors now that Jim Harbaugh wants to go to Carolina. That Steve Wilkes has done a tremendous job with this team. He should, he should actually earn the right to keep that position. I doubt they're going to do it because they want a name and that owner under the, under the uh, scenes, he's got a ton of money. I think he might have the most money maybe as NFL owners. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, I, I'm just giving Steve Wilkes a tout here. I'll let you guys pick this game. Smitty, what do you got? Well, sorry, I got distracted because I was down 20 to 4, and they're just giving up. <laughs> so the best bet, uh-oh, not oh Now, we got a lot of time, but this looks like their defense looks like a seventh grade team trying to play defense right now. I like the Saints in this. Back to paying attention here now. Saints have won three in a row here. Like how they're playing Carolina's defense last week really bad the secondary especially I mean uh Tom Brady just really picked on him. like I said earlier in the show uh Evans went for 200 yards you know that's that's a team that hasn't really been scoring a lot and they really uh, who's the guy they brought back um that was out of the league and now they brought him back um in the secondary uh he went to the DC oh, Josh team. Norman yes. Josh Norman I mean they brought Josh Norman back I mean are you kidding me so 
I like the Saints. That's a good play. I take the Saints money line in this, or maybe just the spread. I like the Saints. Jason. Yeah, you know what? Interesting thing on this game is that obviously New Orleans does not have a first round pick. They gave it to the Eagles, which is crazy because it's going to be like the tenth pick overall. Carolina does have their first round pick. I think that's a big factor in this game. Saints are going to play hard because they basically can't really help themselves with this game. Carolina probably looking a little bit toward next year. Uh, you know, there's going to be big changes there. Like you said, they're, they're kind of really not content with Wilkes, which might be a mistake. But uh, Harbaugh came out and said he's not interested in any jobs, which either he's driving the price up or he truly isn't interested. But we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I think the Saints are the right play here at home. Like, don't have a lot of confidence in it. Don't really want to lay the hook. But if I can get it down to three, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay with that. And it's a game where I'm looking at. Possibly an under here too. I think it lines at 42 and a half. And um, I, my model makes it about 37. So I think you have a little value there. So I would look toward the under in a game that, like, again, neither team has any incentive on anything. So lay the three at the Saints and move on. So, yeah. So the next game we have, now this will be an interesting one because this is the Bills at home, minus seven against New England. New England needs this game. They have to win to go to the playoffs. Uh, everybody knows everything that's gone on with the Bills since Monday night. Uh, obviously, good news about Hamlin today. Seems like he's recovered and he's got a long road back, but at least, you know, he's conscious and everything like that. I think that is going to be a huge spark for this team. I think I'm leaning first half bills definitely. And I think they're going to win the game because I think the New England Patriots are an absolute awful football team. Uh, Maddie, what do you have for this one? I'm with you, man. Prayers up Hamlin. Great news today. Bill's mafia. You guys deserve it. You've actually had a rough year with the weather. And then this, now this is so many playoff seating implications implications but i do think that the, the good news man i think this team's gonna rally i think they're gonna steamroll uh new england and man like kind of set for not have like they have that extra spark this is hey we knew all along our goal was to win the super bowl now we have more incentive to win the super bowl for this dude who played his heart out six round pick deserves it all let's just go down break down some doors punch these guys right in the into that playoff seed, one, two, or three seed, lock it in and let's go. Yeah, I'm on, I'm with you, Jason. Bill's late. Smitty. Yeah, great news today. So I'm glad the guy's improving, um, which is I agree with you. You know, if they can get over the shock again back on the field and playing, you know, I think their good things are gonna happen. That's just great news. They're gonna go into the game with hearing really good news that the guy is getting better each day. So, you know, our prayers are out. For him and his family hopefully it will continue here yeah i like in a teaser spot here i love buffalo down I, I agree with you guys i think buffalo is the play here i think they're going to come out they're going to play hard here and they're going to win this game you know again divisional unders have been hitting um i didn't really dive in yet for the conditions for the weekend here um but it is in buffalo it's in buffalo so that's always a possibility of some if you weather with wind and stuff. So, but a divisional unders are a good play too. So maybe take that up a little bit and see uh, the under in that. But I like and a teaser. My favorite play is Buffalo now. Nice. All right. So we'll move to the other game that was cut, tied that up Monday night game. We'll go to Cincy at home, lane seven against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens basically playing for uh, the fifth seed in the AFC. And since he's kind of in that whole mix of one, two, and three, and AFC that we'll probably hear more about tomorrow. Um, I like the Bengals here a lot. I think this is a good spot. I, I Hopefully they've been able to, now that Hamlin's clear, to kind of get that around. It sounded like they were kind of struggling with it a little bit in practice. Burrow was pretty candid about the team not really being focused early on. I don't think the Ravens are a very good football team right now. They had a chance to kind of salt this all away on Sunday night against the Steelers, a rival at home. 
And I mean, it didn't look good. I mean, they basically almost got that game, but I mean, Huntley's not really throwing the ball. He's looking like, <laughs> It, they're not really putting on offense. They basically can do one thing and run the football, and everything else uh, is looking a little shaky right now. I, I just think it's a game where the Bengals kind of just take them to the woodshed because uh, they're just a much, much better football team right now. Maddie, what do you think? Yeah, uh, another one. I'm I'm on board. I think this is a, another team that rebounds from that hard Monday night game. There are too many impl- implications here. Since he's got to go for it, man, they won. They they would love to get the one seed. I mean, that's a stretch, but the two would be fantastic getting those home home games Ravens are a mess man uh Harbaugh's just it, it seems like there's tension with him and Lamar and Lamar and his agent and everybody there Huntley has not played well Huntley went from being talked about as like the best backup in the foot in football to now he's really not even that he's he's mm. struggled they have no pass catchers Mark Andrews actually had a decent game last week but you can double him make them beat you on the ground with Dobbins and Gus Edwards but since he plays well against the round, they're not awesome against it, but at home Ravens coming off another bad disappointment to the Steelers division game. I hate to lay seven, but I mean, this is perfect for Smitty tease this sucker down, but I would lay the seven with the Bengals. I think they get a W here. Smitty. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to try to match up the two teams that had that game and that situation that happened. I'm not trying to do that, but this, I think it's a great spot here. Buffalo, I really like this week. Cincinnati, I really like this week too. Yeah, Baltimore, just Huntley's not, you know, not playing well. You know, what's happening with Jackson right now? It sounded like he was coming back and now he's not. It's up to, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. Like, you know, I heard on a show today, like, is this guy just not trying to play because he's not 100% and he's trying to think about a contract next year and everything like that. So there's a lot going on here. You know, Baltimore beat them already this year. It's a revenge factor in that sense. I think, again, you know, to get let's get back. You know, the, that team went through the same situation as Buffalo. And I think the best thing is get back on the field, get back into your normal routine here. I think this is a good spot for them that maybe get a good win here. Take it down. I mean, and again, I'm not trying to match the two teams up. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But I think Buffalo and a, a Cincinnati teaser here, both those teams down is a good plan. Yeah, no, it's a great point. I mean, you're a little closer to it because you're closer to Baltimore than we are, but I don't think it's being talked about enough. Everything was pointing to Lamar Jackson playing this football game, and he's not going to play this football game. And that is a huge thing. That's their whole season, basically, in the balance. He's going to come back in a playoff game, playing a wild card game, I think, with that five weeks off. You, you, you think you get out there at least a bit, little bit to get some of the rust off, even if they did, can't win the football game. So, yeah, I think uh, ESPN giving him a little bit of a pass there, and that's you know what their agendas are. But uh, we'll move to the next game. Philadelphia in a spot where they can basically clinch the NFC East. Looks like they should have already done it. Laying 14 to the Giants, who have literally nothing to play for. They're the sixth seed. Um, This is a really tough spot. I think I'm going to lay seven and a half in the first half of the Eagles because I think they're going to want to put this game away in the first half, kind of like they were doing earlier in the year. I don't see what the Giants can really do. This has been a banged-up football team all year. They can't afford to lose anybody else at this point if they're going to do anything in the playoffs. So I can see Dable resting people. And the Eagles kind of just need to have that, like, they need, they need to go at this, I think, for at least a quarter really hard to kind of get that rust off, kind of get Hurts back in the flow, because they're going to probably be off at least two weeks uh, before they play again if they win this game. So that's where I like I definitely like the first half. I, I might even be willing to delay the 14 to Giants. I just don't see them doing much here, uh, just like I said, in an effort to get – and they're probably going to have to play again very shortly. So, Smithy, what do you have? 
Yeah, the under's been in the play, you know, the last 12, 9 and 3 last 12 in this. You know, Hurts coming back, really need to. You know, last week it was just not good. I love Philly in a teaser. It was one of my best bet teasers I gave out. And they just could not do anything. Now, the problem was Menchu got sacked like six, seven times in that. So, got to get this offensive line up. Now, I know he's not Hurts to scramble and get away a little bit. So, that's a key. You know, Philly beat him 48-22. I think it was December 11th here. Hertz had a pretty big game in that. I think 294, 77 yards rushing, three touchdowns. I, I like Billy in this game. I mean, Giants aren't going to play really anybody. You can probably get Tyrod Taylor here a little bit. Billy really needs to get going here. They got to get that rhythm going a little bit. I like Billy in this game, and especially the teaser spot. Matt? Yeah, I think we definitely see some Jalen Hurts. He's got to come back, get a little rust off. He's not going to run the ball, though. Otherwise, he's going to be sitting – it's going to be like Lamar. He's going to be sitting for like five weeks with these bye weeks. And that just – that's not a good recipe. I think he comes back, maybe plays two, three series, get his feet back. Uh, they're probably going to sit Miles Sanders. So some player props to look for is Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell to get some rushing yards because I, I think the under here makes a ton of sense. They're going to try to slow this down and just grind out a win because the Giants are playing for absolutely nothing. The Eagles just need to stay healthy. They're taking an ass-whipping all around. They lost Sweat on the D-line. Lane Johnson's still out. They need the win to secure that one, but they got to do it really cautiously. So I don't think – I think this is uh, get your stride, put it on cruise control, win this game 24-10, some ugly score. I, I, I would never lay these kind of points, but I think that number is basically right on. But just – I mean, if you want to put Philly into a money line parlay, and try to secure secure a W. I think that's your safest bet. Period. Makes a lot of sense. So okay, we will go down to Washington, where the Commanders are now getting seven against the Dallas Cowboys. Now the Cowboys can still win the NFC East with the win and the Eagles loss, which looks really highly doubtful at this point. Um, and they could, with the Niners loss, they could actually clinch number one seed in the NFC, which also looks very doubtful at this point. So this is kind of a weird situation for the Cowboys. Um, I actually like the commanders plus the seven. I'm going to go lean on the uh, something and nothing. You got a little rivalry here. It's kind of lost his luster a little over the years, but this used to be one of the better ones. And you got Sam Howell going for the commanders with just a fresh look, fresh everything for them. So yeah, I'm going to actually take the points with the commanders. I don't know if they'll win this game, but I think they'll, they'll make it interesting. Similar to how the Browns are. So what do you have? Yeah, I do a teaser in this take Dallas. They're playing the same time Philly is. They're going to play hard in this. Now it's about time. Sam Howell got some, I got a little action here. I've been saying it for a long time here. I'm glad they went with the guy, you know, the rookie here. I think they needed to see what they have here. You know, again, I, you know, I, I, I didn't say I bragged up Carson, but I did say, again, Heineke, these people that a hey, guy is an okay backup. You saw what he is. I'm so glad this game and, you know, there was reports that Heineke said, hey, listen, put the rookie in. And if he did, good for him, man. Uh, and I think Heineke's a free agent. We'll see if he comes back there or not. You know, again, I think he is a good backup, um, but it's time to move on. You saw Wentz is not the answer. Heineke's not the answer. You got to see if this kid has any flashes a little bit here. I like in a teaser. I like Dallas in this one. Maddie, can your team do anything this week? Major Smitty. title, get this, W. Smitty, J. Cam, here's, here's the rub here. I can't wait to see Major Tutty's Tutty dance a few times. I'm not sure what it is, but he's going to break it out. And here's something to look for. So this is that game, something to play for, nothing to play for. Uh, Dallas doesn't need to put, like Jason said, it's 
so surreal for them to get the top seed and for the Eagles to lose and win the NFC East. I don't think it's happening. Give your guys a half, but I'm going to throw caution to win here. I think Prescott is going to throw another pick. I've been rolling on that. That guy is money for these interceptions. He's leading the league and he's played six less games than uh, most of the other quarterbacks. And look for Brian Robinson to get a ton of touches because he's another one of those guys. Feel good story with the shooting preseason, everything like that. And if he gets a big bonus here with his yards and carries, that's another big story to look for. I think I think the commanders actually keep it close. Smitty, I go opposite way though. I tease Washington up and get him around 13. I think this is a I think this is a smart teaser play here. I'll uh, I'll jump us into the next one. Let's go 425 out, out to the West Coast. Cliffy Kingsbury and the horrible poo-poo Cardinals. Kyler Murray going for his gold camos on Call of Duty. Niners cruising along with Brock Purdy, 12 and 4, locking up probably one of the top two seeds. Niners are laying 14 at home. I'm not touching this, but man, I want to see the Cardinals get pummeled. I want to see Cliff get ushered right out of the desert and see who else is coming in there. Put Harbaugh out there and let's see what happens. Now, boys, nothing on this. Smitty, what do you got? Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. You know, looking at the numbers, five and one last six ATS in San Francisco for Arizona. But again, this team's a train wreck here. You know, the thing with how many guys are going to play for San Francisco, it's one of those games, you know, Purdy, again, has not really had that bad game. You know, uh, Sean King really talked about it saying, you know, is he going to have one? He really hasn't had it yet. Um, but to me, this is stay away. I think there's so many better games on there. So, Jason, you got anything? Yeah, I just uh, – it's a degenerate play. I'll probably take the Cardinals plus the 14. This Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury on the road. Niners really wait, have nothing wait, to play I for. I want to cut – Jason, I want to cut you off. Tease that sucker up. Get it at 20. And, I don't and think put you it, need to. And put I, it with like the commander. I, I don't think you need to. Take it up. Take it up, Jason. Take it up. I don't think you, you know, obviously, there are some games that we get to tease with, but I don't think you need to. I just think this is like uh, – is one of those games where they're going to play hard for maybe one half and the second half is just be like, get the heck out of there kind of thing. And like I said, Kingsbury's had a good history of being on the road and covering big spreads and Shanahan's had a bad history of covering big spreads. And like you said, the Brock Purdy game's coming and it'd be, it'd be really good for the Niners to get it out this week than the next game, because that one's going to mean a lot more. Um, but McCaffrey's a little dinged up. And I know they're going to go to the other running back this week. I'm saying like the Niners have a lot of incentive not to play guys. They've been battling injuries all year. I can see them kind of pulling guys out here. And David Blau is playing for a job next week, next year, next week, maybe in the USFL, maybe the XFL. Well, he's, he's looking to get paid. I think they'll be okay. It's, this game won't be one you want to watch either. But I, do, I will take the 14 because, like I said, it's the degenerate play of the week. So we'll move to another game. Actually, this one means a little more. Let's go to Seattle at home, laying the six against the Rams. And frankly, this is another one. So this is a game where we have something to play for with nothing to play for. The Rams don't know what happened last week because I kind of thought they were going to kind of keep doing this, but they really didn't. Seattle needs to win, and I think they need a loss from I'm trying to remember now. But anyway, they have a chance to still make the playoffs. I actually like the Rams plus the six here. I think they're going to make it tough on them. I think that's just a, a situation. I think the Rams traditionally play the Seahawks pretty tough. And Baker Mayfield's actually looked somewhat decent at times in that scheme. Seattle's defense, nothing to write home about at all. So I think you could probably maybe lean a little bit to the over, but I'm going to take the six here again. Maybe slightly less degenerate play, but still degenerate play. Matty, what do you have? Yeah, man, I wanted to root for Seattle because I thought Pete Carroll did a great job. And then they go out and they lose to Carolina. 
they get trucked by San Francisco. They trucked by Kansas City. They play a horrible Jets team win. I don't know what to make them. They are, they're they're fighting. They can still get in the playoffs, which you think they with this game they should win this easy. But Baker's played well and has shown well. And there's rumors that hey maybe they'll bring him back to the Rams or he's going to get a starting gig somewhere else. Maybe he's got new life with a different coordinator, but I think Seattle is the right play it, just because they're at home and they're fighting for everything. Uh, so I'm probably not going to touch it. I'll probably look at some player props here. I love the two running backs here, Akers and Walker, to probably go over their yards. because This is two bad run Ds right now. Yeah, looking at the line, you know, open minus four and a half for Seattle. It's up to six. I really like this. I'm going to take Seattle and the teaser down. Really like it. I think they win the game. Big game for them. I think it's a great teaser spot. Seattle in this one. Yeah, no, I like Seattle to win the game, but I do think it'll be close just because I think they're going to have to earn it. So we'll move to the next game. We'll go with Denver, who is – Denver is a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Chargers. Now, the Chargers do have something to play for, but they'll actually know before kickoff whether they have to play for it because the Ravens game will already be over. That was kind of a mistake by the NFL there. Um this is a really tough game to handicap because did the Broncos figure something out last week? That they finally figured out what the rest of us figured out that Daniel Hackett was the guy that had to go to kind of make it all work. I mean, Russell Wilson loves his teammates; they love him. They go and they take the Chiefs to the wire. Are we ready to jump on the Broncos bandwagon? I, I, I think. I mean, the Chargers don't have a lot to play for. This team's always hurt, so you, you have to rest guys if you're the Chargers because God knows you'll lose eight guys this week the way they their training staff is. I'm going to take the Broncos minus a two and a half. I don't even think it's that bad of a play. Matt, you're laughing at me. What do you think? Uh, no, I can't believe you're going to say it. I can't believe I'm going to say it. Like, this has the potential to be the Hot Mess Express game because we might see some dude named Easton Stick, a quarterback for the Chargers, come game time. <laughs> because uh, if they have nothing to play for, I'm not playing Herbert. I'm not playing Eckler. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, no chance, no chance, no Bosa on the field. Nobody, if if I know what my playoff seat is and I'm the Chargers, like you said, who's so injury prone, their left tackles, some guy named Jamari Salyer. They, they don't have Darisha. It, it's They're a mess injury-wise. They deserve to get healthy, get basically a week off. I would lay the points with Denver too. In fact, I think you better grab it now. I think that's going to go up over three. Absolutely wrong that their parents named them after their favorite baseball bat. But uh, somebody, who do you have for this one? <laughs> yeah, you look at the line, open it plus three for Denver. It's minus two and a half on this. I think that, you know, they're seeing it. What you guys are saying, not a lot of guys are playing here. And like Jason said, great performance last week. They got rid of the idiot coach and they finally did something. Russell Wilson actually looked okay. Teammates are backing him, you know, on social media saying he's fine. He's our guy, everything like that. Money line, Denver, I love it. Take the minus two and a half, but also the money line right now scores and odds minus 144. I like that. Denver is going to win this game. And I, I like it. So we go to the Sunday night game. Uh, and this game, is, this has to be torn emotionally, I'm not going to lie. Green Bay Packers now laying four and a half against the Detroit Lions. They'll probably know their fates by this point because all the other games will be played. So I think that at that point, the Packers can win an in. So I think it becomes an elimination game at that point, but I'm not 100% sure. But my head tells me the Packers are one of the hottest teams in football. <laughs> They're kind of rolling their 10th in DVOA and weighted average against the Detroit Lions. And we all know the story of the Lions. We know, we know one playoff victory since 1957. Uh, th- just a history of just torturing their fan base. 
I mean, come on, football gods. Give it to him one time. Give it to him one time. I, I do think I'm going to take the lines of the four and a half, though, because I, I do think, not think they'll quit in this game. And I think we will see if Campbell can have them ready. I think that emotionally they'll be there. I just don't know if they have the defense to withhold it, especially against a good, a good running team like the Packers. Maddie, what do you think? Go, Pack, go. The, the feel the feel good story ends. Uh, Rodgers is going to live this up to no end. I think he's going to throw for three TDs against a bad, still, not, I don't want to say bad, uh, an improving Detroit defense, but going outside, they're not the same team on the road. And man, Rodgers is going to, Rodgers is going to eat this up. He's going to eat it up that they got into the playoffs. He's going to pull out the relax, the discount, double check, everything. He's going to go off. And I actually think, depending on who their matchup is, I think if they can somehow draw Dallas in round one, man, oh man, <laughs> Dallas better, Dallas better strap in because it is going to get a, it's going to be a rough ride. And I think if Dallas, if, if that is the potential playoff matchup going forward, and Mike McCarthy loses that new coach in Dallas coming right up because that's going to be, that's going to be one hell of a game. I'll tune into that. Give me the pack this week. I think they, I think they spoil it. And I'm a fan of what Detroit's doing. I, I just want Detroit, please look great story in Jamal Williams this year, all the touchdowns, everything, but he is second fiddle. Give that kid Deandre Swift the football. He's really electric when he touches it. And I think they're going to need it this week. So look for Swift over on some player props this week. Smitty send us home, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short here. I like Green Bay. I like the momentum right now. And again, if Seattle wins the game, Detroit's eliminated in that. But they got to play hard now. I know it's a divisional game here. But I love how Aaron Rodgers is playing. I love how this team's playing right now. Give me the Green Bay Packers. Now, it is interesting, though. That it, as it would fall right now, if the Packers should win this, they would actually go against their nemesis, the 49ers. A team they've had no luck against uh, in the postseason. But what if, I apologize what if the Niners- to what if the Niners potentially lose this game, though, this week? If they lose, then it would be the Vikings. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I was a, if I was Kevin O'Connell and that was a potential matchup, I would just be like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, wow. But I will say this. That game Sunday, nothing possibly could have went worse for the Vikings. Every single break went against them. Hopefully, they got it all out of their system. I mean, they've been living – with all the breaks up to that point. And it yeah. seemed like it all evened out in one game. Um, yep. So I don't think they're quite as bad as they look Sunday, but I don't think they're also very good as the record indicates. But uh, I want to apologize to Beacon Streaker and our buddy KB for going against the Lions as they've gotten this far. I just want to make sure you get that on the record. But yeah, then that's all the week. So we have one more game we have to talk about. And it's not the NFL, it's the college football playoff. Who do you guys have and why? Maddie. Straight up or versus spread? Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, I'm taking TCU with the points. I think they have enough speed to to hold up with Georgia. I think Georgia just has too much talent. I know TCU's played amazing, and they do have they do have great offensive weapons. I actually think they have the Heisman Trophy winner. I love the wide receiver Quentin Johnson. I think he's a first round pick. Um, they don't quite have enough team speed, and if that running back is out, uh, Warren, I believe his last name is. It, it, that's going to that's gonna sting a little bit. It's just going to take a little bit off. But I think this is going to be a track meet. I think they'll get out slow, both teams a little jittery, but I think this will go over the total. But give me TCU with the points. I believe it's, what, 13? It, I see 12 and a half at BetMGM. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take the points. Somebody asked a really good question on some shows earlier today. Are you more confident with 
TCU hanging or a Georgia blowout. And I was like, ugh, uh, that's a really good point. But I, I think TCU can hang. I think Sonny Dykes will really have these kids motivated. He's a really good coach. I love how he said, let me handle all the bullshit and trash talk. So he'll take some pressure off them uh, before the game. So give me TCU, Smitty. Yeah, teaser play here. I really like taking Georgia down. And I'd like to take the points up six more points and take the under. Maddie, I think, said it well there. I think a game starts maybe a little slow. So if you can get a good slow start here, taking up six more points is a good play. So matching it there, I think Georgia's going to win the game. I like taking Georgia down. I like taking the points up and taking it under. Yeah, it is an interesting situation because it's the second straight week where Georgia has the lesser quarterback and like everything else they have the advantage of. And that really showed out in the Ohio State game is that Stetson Bennett is not as good as some of these other quarterbacks um, that have made it this far. So I want to take the 12 and a half, but I'm terrified that everybody's betting like it's Ohio State coming in there. And I, you know, that the talent on the Ohio State team is very good. And other schemes are really questionable and their strategy was questionable. Um, TCU has explosive players. I think they're going to need it. They're going to need a lot of explosive plays against that Georgia defense. Uh, but I'm actually going to take the Bulldogs. I'm going to lay it at 12 and a half. I, I think that this is kind of just a, yeah, I just, I just think that they're going to have, they've seen it now up close. There really isn't, there's only one explosive offense like that in the SEC and it's Tennessee. And, uh, you know, they actually put up yards late in that game, but they did, they're probably going to go strategies like that against this TCU team. So I'm going to be on the other side. I'm going to lay the 12 and a half of the Bulldogs, even though I'd rather root for the Horn Frogs and the Hypno Frog or Hypno Toad. Man, that's a lot of points. It is a lot of points, but we'll see. These games usually tend to go to the blowout route. Usually they stay close, and then that third quarter, everything goes to hell. And Absolutely. It, there's, going to be, there's going to be some fireworks in there. There's enough talent and speed on both these rosters. Somebody, it's, it's going to be just like the, the Michigan game. There's going to be a – seven yard out that turns into an 80 yard TD. Some somebody's going to break something here, both sides. That's why I think I go with the over. We could do a whole show about what Michigan did wrong. And I have semifinal. We will, we will sit bare to public on that. So don't get me started, but I, I will say this. If you go back and listen to our college college pick show, I basically call what happened to Michigan. I said, they're going to, they're going to win 10, 11 games. They're going to maybe get to the playoff and then they're just going to run into somebody. And it's just going to be a, a meh year again. And now we have another, Meh year for uh, Big Blue. All right. Smitty, unless you have something to add, take us home. No, you know, I kind of agree. You know, I think just Michigan, too many trick plays. I think they were trying to get too fancy. Should have taken the three points or at least pounded the ball up the middle there. I think they kind of woke up, played really well at times. Just a couple big plays by TCU. And, you know, I again, I think if you play that game nine out of ten times, Michigan wins nine out of ten. It was just not our game. And Michigan will be back. They'll be back. So that's it. That's all we have, boys. Go Iowa Hawkeyes. They're only down, I think, 10 now. It was about 24, I think, and now they got it down to 10. So let's try to get another best bet winner. But, guys, anything else? That's it, boys. That's all, all I got. Me. Hey, like we always say, bang your bookies. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.